This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Today's episode is one of those episodes where I know I'm going to be pointing back to this one all the time because it is absolutely filled with golden advice, golden systems for truly, truly improving your jazz skills much faster than you normally would. It's kind of like, in my opinion, a great secret sauce formula for truly improving your jazz skills in a way that will yield huge results. And I'm excited to have on today my jazz mentor, Justin Nielsen, who's going to walk us through his three-track process that he takes all of his students through. Some of his students have gone on to become world-class musicians, and it's going to blow your mind. I'm really excited to share it with you. He's going to show you real strategies, real ways to actually practice to get amazing results in your jazz playing. So sit down, relax, grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite snack. This is going to be a good one. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. This is one of those big episodes today. So I'm really excited to have on our special guest, Justin Nielsen, uh, who is an incredible educator, a pianist. He's kind of the guy that really got me uh, super serious and dedicated in jazz. And really, a lot of the ways I teach and think about learning music and playing jazz uh, do come from him. And so this is obviously a huge treat. We had Justin on the show for our episode 100. So if you want, that's also another great episode uh, with Justin. But I knew I needed to have him back because we just had him create our Jazz Piano Accelerator course in our Inner Circle membership. Great course for piano players, but um, also the system that he teaches within that course is something that he uses for all kinds of instrumentalists. It's something that works really for everybody, and anybody can apply that system to their jazz practicing, their jazz playing to improve quickly. So we're going to go over that three-track system of Justin's in just one second. Before we do, of course, today's episode is sponsored by our LJS Inner Circle membership. This is the membership that gives you monthly jazz standard studies every single month, complete with etudes, with practice programs, with training. It's just really fun in our jazz standards club. Uh, And we also have live Q&As every single month with me. You can ask me any question, jazz music-related, and I answer those, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, We have all of our practice programs and courses inside of the Inner Circle membership, Basics 101 courses to fill in the gaps in your musical knowledge. We just came out with our Bebop 101 course, which is really fun. And in general, it's just a really good time. We also have um, our Instrument Accelerator courses. I just mentioned Jazz Piano Accelerator. We have Jazz Guitar Accelerator, Jazz Sax, Jazz Bass, Jazz Trumpet, 
everything you possibly need. It's in the inner circle, especially the great part is the amazing supportive community and feedback you get from your fellow members. Join us, LJSInnerCircle.com. You're going to love it. You're going to get so much out of it. And we'd love to have you, LJSInnerCircle.com. All right, let's get on with my talk with Justin Nielsen. All right, welcoming on the show again is Justin Nielsen. He is a pianist, he is an educator, and he is my original jazz mentor, who I'm so excited to talk to today. Welcome back on the show, Justin. Uh, thank you, Brant. I'm way excited to be here. Anytime. <laughs> I am so stoked. Um, like I always say this to people, and maybe people know of you from our episode 100. Um, I had you on the show where I think this is episode 281 or something like that. But anyways, I've always said, you know, you're mm-hmm. one of um, the, the had the biggest impact uh, on me in, in my musical life, especially as it pertains to jazz. And a lot of the things in the way I teach in our Inner Circle membership and here on Learn Jazz Standards has a lot to do with you and the way that you taught me um, because I had a huge impact on me so of course always just have to you know have a little kiss ass session for a second there and just you know say how great you are um and also thank you man and also we were thrilled to have you teach our jazz piano accelerator course in our inner inner circle membership as well and i am just completely stoked uh to talk to you about your uh three tracks that you bring all of your students through which i think is just incredibly impactful um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, first of all, maybe before we actually jump into the tracks, talk a little bit about like your general philosophy of learning music and learning jazz and kind of just what's, what's the framework or the backstory of how you teach your students and what goes through your head? Oh, okay. Well, the first thing that just came to my mind as you were saying that is, um, I like, I, I want students, uh, to realize how far it's possible for them to go. I want them to know, um, uh, I think, I think a lot of people have this kind of like inner understanding that they, uh, uh, there's music that wants to come out that they know that they can make basically. And I think, I mean, uh, whatever level you're at at any given time, however long you've been doing it. Um, I think, people tend to shortchange how much you can do and how much you can improve um, and how, how, how skilled you can, can get at doing this, no matter, you know, where you're at, at this point. Um, And uh, I kind of refer to this in the course, but um, you know, I'm someone who didn't really start playing. I I mean, I was, uh, I was almost a little surprised at that. I became a professional jazz musician, like, because now I'm a, you know, I'm a performer. I make, Actually, right now I make more of my income from playing than anything else. And um, uh, it's, it kind of came as a surprise to me after many, many, many years of just very consistent practice, but not like four hours a day or going to some big music school. And I started learning jazz when I was um, uh, north of 20. I know that <laughs> it was later in my life that I even heard it. And so I guess uh, I just I I I. Um, no matter who my student is, I try to uh, really get an idea of, of, of their potential and, um, uh, and, and have them be able to see that. And even as I made this course, I, um, you know, I, I was constantly asking that question to myself is, you know, how can I help uh, people 
understand how much how, how good you can get at this not not with any you know plans of becoming like a professional and taking over the world but just like a lot of progress can be made in a short period of time yeah now i know there's like some listeners that are you know you're saying like, oh i only started listening to jazz like north of 20 and started actually doing that right. and they're like right and you know some people will be like oh that's late but then there's others like listening right now who yeah. they're like 50 and they're like hey <laughs> Right. I just started I'm like 50. trying to. I just <laughs> right. started trying to learn jazz yesterday. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. still possible for them to be able to play this music at a level where they're happy and they feel like they can perform? And um, that, it, that, it, that it, you know the reason they want to play in the first place. Can they reach those goals? Is that possible? Yeah, one hundred percent. That's the thing. Is um, yeah. I mean, I have students that started when they were. Um, I mean, I have a sixty-five-year-old student that started when he was fifty. And he is now gigging regularly. <laughs> awesome. So he's about to hit retirement. And, and, and you know, not, not even the gigging needs to be the goal. I mean, you know, whatever it is that, um, um, uh, I mean, I love jazz. Okay. I have to say this. Like, I've, I've tried to love other music more because it was cooler to love that last. Just jazz is what I love. And, and why that is, um, you know, I can't completely understand. But, you know, this is a group of people that love, I'm assuming, you know, very interesting in jazz and, 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 you know, there's gotta be something in you. I mean, I know what woke me up was, you know, hearing, um, so some hearing live jazz for the first time. Again, I think I was 20, I guess 21 years old and, uh, just wanting to experience some measure of the freedom that I was watching on that stage, um, at that point. And, uh, um, and, and, and and that that inspiration is sort of uh, that's what I try to hold on to when I'm teaching a student is is have them continually see um, and have that before them that you know that this 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 you keep doing this it will lead to cool things you know um, and most of my students don't become professional musicians I teach I mean I teach I work with mostly kids but I do have like like I just said I do have some older students and. Um, uh, the thing that I can definitely say, you know, not not a lot of them become like professionals, but um, uh, but most of them have experiences they never thought they would have had mm-hmm. in their life. I think that's, you know, keeping that in mind, you know, why you're learning this two, five, one progression or why you have to do this scale or why you're doing this transcription, keeping in mind, like why you're doing it um, uh, uh, is is important. Yeah. Yeah. Before we jump into the three tracks, I guess another kind of question, and it may sound like I'm almost trying to set you up for an answer, and I'm not sure if I am or not, but um, okay. it, it, when we're talking about like reaching this level that you're talking about, like whatever your goals are musically, how how much work do you have to put in? Like 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 how difficult how difficult is it mm. from your perspective or when you look at other students mm. like that you work with, like what, what is it, what can people expect the commitment mm-hmm. is to reach their, their goals? Ooh, that's tough because I think it's, it's gotta be different for everyone. Like I said, I mean, I'm just somebody who, you know, when I heard, when I heard live jazz, uh, I don't, I wasn't married yet, but I was about to get married. I, you know, uh, and it, the bottom line is I, I never had, I mean, when I was young, I practiced piano a lot. I was a classical pianist, actually. But um, uh, yeah, my older years, we're talking about um, period. There were periods in my life I, I could I could practice for an hour or two hours a day. But there are also periods where I got like 10 or 15 minutes a day. Um, and uh, I mean, I think 
I think this is like a Tony Robbins thing. I don't even know where I got this. I, I, I don't even listen to Tony Robbins, but I'm pretty sure I heard him say some this that I got to give credit where it's due, but that people overestimate what they can do in like three weeks and mm-hmm. underestimate what they can do in like three years. Yeah. You know? And, and so, um, uh, I think, okay, first of all, like, let's say that, I mean, you know, there's listeners in every different, you know, uh, 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 possible situation i'm sure you've got some listeners that are maybe pre-professionals and i know that you have some listeners like you said that are that are that are just getting started like they just you know brand new um but maybe those listeners uh, are playing um you know pop music or something already i've definitely come to discover that everything you learn about jazz uh impacts uh whatever music you're already playing that's one thing yeah. so it's like every time you learn something new you now have that and uh, it's it's just really, I think it's just really amazing how fun it gets. Just like uh, um, you, you learn one concept and you learn it and, and you really internalize that. Um, and it kind of just connects to all these other aspects of your life um, uh, uh, and, and music. Uh, so it's like everything you get is helpful. And, uh, and so I think, yeah, you can definitely be, overwhelmed i think the thing i think the the thing we kind of talked about this before the before we hit record but you know people most often quit just because they feel like you know you can feel overwhelmed by how much information there is out there basically Mm -hmm. and um so like if i was giving advice to anybody it would just be uh who wants to play jazz i think it would definitely be um uh, uh 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 stay consistent uh, with it and don't I think you'll be surprised if you stay consistent with it over a long period of time you will end up being surprised at what happens uh, I could almost guarantee that um, and and then and just stay staying with it and staying inspired and remembering you know like why you're doing it basically yeah, yeah. love that kind of a big answer but no no it's a it's a, it's a big <laughs> and a good answer so um, you know obviously like staying consistent with 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 something um, and getting results often, I mean, as, as you know, and I know having structure in place, having, um, an itinerary, having like a shining North star to go to is so critical. And I know that you said, um, in your course, I remember you saying that, you know, some of the best jazz musicians ever, it's like almost like they practice their practicing, like how they, they, they like focus on like, how do they have the best practice sessions ever? Um, and that influences obviously how fast or quickly they improve. So in, in that light, I'd love for you to start talking about your three tracks, because that is kind of like this framework that I feel is a real powerhouse. So why don't you go ahead and take it away on that? Okay. So I'll just kind of jump into this. So, so uh, this is something I, uh, um, you know, I worked on it for several years when you were studying with me. Um, I don't think I had any semblance of this going on actually yet. Um, uh, but to me, um, it it was very um, uh, well. It just felt very revelatory um, because just to give some context here, and we were talking about you know there's just so much information out there in the world of jazz. There are so many different ways of learning it, and uh, uh, that you know there's so many voicings and so many you know licks or concepts and uh that that you can learn and so how to maximize um how to maximize the information and have it start to 
show up in your playing. You know, I think that was when I was a young jazz musician, uh, like for the, the, the exact example. Um, and I love this book. So I'm, I'm actually recommending the book. It's a great book, but I also was frustrated by the book, but the, I bought that Mark Levine jazz piano book, which I think most people that want to learn jazz piano somehow end up with that book on their shelf. That's just like, it's, you know, and it is a incredibly well thought out book, but it was also Im immensely frustrating to me because I wanted something more specific, like, you know, like he gives the voicing and then you know, 40 tunes, you could practice that over. And then the next chapter, he gives a new voicing or concept and then 40 new tunes, you could practice those over. And um, if I could go back to my twenties, get the same book and run everything in his book through, you know, these three tracks that would have, that would have made the things in the book show up on my piano <laughs> like yeah. while I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, and so this course is, uh, that, that I did for, uh, for, for, uh, your membership, um, takes, uh, a, a, a smaller sampling, but rather than a big book full of ideas, um, uh, it's a, it's a small sampling of ideas that you deeply internalize by running through these three tracks. Yeah. But the cool thing about these tracks is you can use this on anything, uh, any, any concept you learn, you run them through these tracks and then they, this to me is just a way of practicing that, 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 that your, uh, that you're practicing actually, it becomes the, the, the concepts you learn become a part of you and start showing up in your playing. Um, and I've seen it work with my students. So I, so I know it works. <laughs> so awesome. here it is. Okay. So that's the kind of the, the framework. And then, uh, so this is it. This is all I do. So my students are always practicing on three tracks. It's like, I wish I had like a chalkboard or something, but, um, uh, but, but track one is, uh, it's a series of, of chord progressions that, um, I have them practice everything over. So, um, and I hope I get this from memory because I have it written down, but, um, in a major key and in minor keys. So in major keys, I have them play it, uh, practice every concept over a two, five, one, a one, six, two, five progression, a, uh, a, 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 just a, like a standard, like jazz blues progression. And then the, the, uh, the first a section of rhythm changes. I know some of your students will understand what I just said and others won't. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, and, and then also in minor keys, I do a minor two, five, one, um, uh, a minor one, six, two, five and a minor blues, uh, progression. So an example of that would just be, uh, let's say that you just learned, uh, uh, shell voicings, which is third and seventh in the right hand, um, and, uh, uh a root in the left hand. Um, I would have my students then, uh, learn those shell voicings over each of those progressions. And then, uh, depending on the student, also each of those progressions in all 12 keys, but you can also just do them in one key at a time or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, do you have any questions right now or any thoughts coming up as I'm No, no, that's this? good. So, uh, so it sounds like there's seven chord progressions. Um, yeah. maybe we can go over them one more time just so that, you know, mm -hmm. someone missed it the first time and just, just correct me if mm -hmm. I'm wrong. So we have a major two, five, one chord progression, a major mm -hmm. one, six, two, five, a blues mm -hmm. song form of uh, the a section to a rhythm changes, a minor two, five, one, a minor one, six, two, five, and then a minor blues song form. And the idea is whatever new 
information that you learn, you're going to apply it to those corporations. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then and, take and, it through and, other yeah. keys if possible. Take it through other keys if possible. Exactly. There's a, a million ways to go at it. And I, I'll, uh, we also talked about this before, but I just constantly want to be bringing this up when you're talking about something to like a large group of people. I think it's always important to trust yourself um, and trust you know, what, uh, adapt everything I'm saying to something that will actually work for you. Yeah. So some people will hear that they'll totally get it all. They'll be like, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do it. And also people, but other people, uh, uh, maybe need to pick one key and one progression or something like that. At first, there's just a million ways you can right. do this. Um, and actually, let me just say this too. You can edit this if it's jumping around. Too much, no, but, no, not at all. Um, that, that's we the like whole, it raw. We were talking yeah, <laughs> we we uh, we talked about uh, you. You made a reference to the fact that um, uh, uh, the musicians that I respect the most have their practice routine become their own personal expression. It's almost like a piece of music that they're writing, where they're constantly experimenting and trying new things to make it more and more efficient. And so, I think that's also um, as you you know as you're getting all this information and all your listeners get new information every week too. You know, it's like th th there's kind of, I think there's just this process. You get new information, you try things. And um, uh, I recommend people having a practice journal. I can definitely yeah. tell you my students who have done the most, this is such an easy thing to do. And it's like, if one person listening to this actually starts doing this for, for a while, it's going to change everything for you. So I'm just going to say it here. And, and the funny thing about it is it's so easy to do and not time consuming. And yet very few people actually follow through on this, but just, and it's so simple, just a practice journal where, you know, whatever you practice the day before, even if it was nothing, even if you have to get, a, you know, sit down and write, I didn't practice anything yesterday. <laughs> uh, just the, it's like this it's this way of examining what you did. Then you, you do the next day and you just write down today. I'm going to practice the following things, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day you write it down. Yesterday, I practiced this. This worked. This did it. Today, I'm going to do this. And you just continue that process. Like takes two minutes a day. Um, and when my students do that, it just it changes the whole thing. It's something about becoming that aware. And the cool thing is it really makes your practice time effective. If you only have 15 minutes it's a day. It's really good to make the most of those 15 minutes. And you can do what some people do in an hour in 15 minutes if you focus on it like that. Okay. So that was yeah. a little tangent. So that, but I just said all that just to say, you know, don't get over. I'm just telling you what, what I do. So no, that's, um, that's good. I do have a few other questions about track one. Yeah. Or was there something sure, else sure. you were going to say about that? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Uh, actually, no. Uh, oh, I was okay. going to go to track. Okay. Two, so. A couple questions. Okay. So, so, mm -hmm. so track one, it's, it's, it, it, you know, applying uh, it's all these chord progressions and all these mm -hmm. um, song forms. Now, what, in your words, like what's, what's the purpose of these particular, like, how is this going to help huh? by, by applying it okay. to these particular chord progressions in song? Forms? Okay. Okay. Well, so these, these, that was a great question. That's like a softball pitch right there. You, you've, you've been doing this for a while, Brent. I can tell. Um, uh, that's a great question. It's like, and you know, the answer to it too. It's <laughs> just awesome. But, uh, um, uh, these, those, those are progressions that are in, they're just all over jazz. Like you, you know, if you learn a concept really well over, uh, let's say, uh, over a two, five, one, um, in all 12 keys. I mean, so that it's like, I can hardly name a jazz standard that doesn't have a two, five, one. In it. 
right? Yeah. Um, and 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 a one six two five. It's hard to it, it's hard to think of a jazz standard without that showing up in there somewhere. Um, blues and rhythm changes. The reason why those two are in there is because uh, those like like blues is um, I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's foundational to you know, uh, all, um, pretty much all of what we consider yeah. to be jazz also. It's just, uh, it's a ba- and basically, you know, like uh, you got to know how to play blues well. And interestingly enough, blues to me, it's, it's one of those things that's like, you can start, you can learn the concept of it very quickly. And then it's just one of the, to me, it's one of the most challenging things to learn. So I think it's good to start people running through the blues progressions soon because it takes a long time to get to the point where you're playing the blues. Well, it's much easier to play like autumn leaves, for example, and sound good than to play like a blues. Yeah. Um, and, and, and rhythm changes, especially rhythm change, the, the A section to rhythm changes, uh, in my opinion, um, is, uh, one of the hardest things for me to play still and, and sound, you know, and really sound good. Yeah. It's like, like I would almost, I would rather play something in 13 and, you know, all kind of changes than, just rhythm changes, 32 bar rhythm changes. Yeah. It's just, and so, and I don't want anyone to get like, you know, overwhelmed by that, but it's like, it's like, that's why you start working on, that's why I have people work on it. Like from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so that they have that. I mean, we look like, we yeah. literally have like a whole course on jazz, blue, jazz, like regular blues and minor blues that takes you through them in, in all 12 keys. We have one on rhythm changes oh, wow. because those are so important. Like, just like you said, yeah. so, the, so <laughs> yeah, again, the, the idea is like, these chord progressions will come up in jazz all the time. Yeah. So yeah. if you're applying everything you're learning to those chord progressions, um, it's going to make a big impact. Okay. Another question though, before we move on to track two. Um, mm-hmm. So you met you like, so you were given the example of, uh, you know, shell voicings. If you're a piano player uh, applying mm-hmm. it to all these chord progressions. So what if you're like, you're a saxophone mm-hmm. player or yeah. trumpet player or, or just a single note player. And mm-hmm. let's say you learn a, a, a new lick that you're like, wow, this is a great lick, but the, the lick is mm-hmm. over a major two, five, one chord progression. Right. How, right. how does that work if you're trying to apply yeah. it to all these other things? Yeah. I've taken different approaches here. Um, uh, uh, and I cho- there's two, there's two ways to, to deal with that. And I did one of the two ways in the course. And then um, the, the other way I didn't even hit on, um, but they both work. Um, so in the course, what I did is I just picked, um, I, I, I just, uh, I picked a different like lick for each progression. I thought people would get bored using the same lick for the entire course. So I, right. I, I, I did like a two, five, one lick that people would then just learn in as many keys as they wanted. And then a different one for the one, six, two, five, or, uh, actually I, the, well, we won't go into that. And then yeah, the blue, it was all different. Right. Um, but, uh, so you can, you can do it that way and literally just say, uh, if you're a saxophonist, for example, uh, get a, 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 a Sonny Rollins, uh, idea, uh, run it over a, a two, five, one. Um, and then uh, often you can, go two bars ahead and of that two, five, one and realize it was once. And so you might be able to connect that, but then when you go to a blues, you just transcribe like a completely different, um, uh, 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 Sonny Rollins two, five, one and do that in several keys. So that's one way to do it. Just be practice. It's just a way of practicing those progressions. But the other thing you can do, let's say you take a Sonny Rollins two, five, one, um, uh, you can, uh, then go through all the progressions and insert that two, five, one 
in the spot in those progressions where a two five one exists. So like, uh, so you have a two five one, and then the next one is a one six two five one, and so you can kind of set your play along track or whatever, or your metronome, and you know play something else over the one six, and then insert that that lick over the two five. Yeah, for yeah, example. Yeah. yeah. And so, and this, and when you get into the minor keys, you can also just adapt the notes to fit it. That's great to take an idea that started with Sonny Rollins and make any kind of change in it uh, to where it's now yours or it's different enough that they wouldn't recognize. That's actually good almost to do. So you can, you can, you can do it both ways. Yeah. I was going to say, I I was going to say, I wonder if you endorse this idea as well. um, If I may be so bold, like, so I guess you could also like, I guess maybe if you learned like a Sonny Rollins lick, but there's this altered idea over top of the the five chord, right. Or, or really any dominant chord. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, Oh, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the one thing that resonates with me. You could potentially just on all those chord progressions that we just mentioned, just go like, okay, Mm -hmm. everything, like, can I compose, um, a, a lick over this minor one six two five that uses some inspiration from that altered idea, and you could go through it that mm-hmm. way. Like, what do you think about what, what do you think about? No, that? yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's exactly. I, I mean, again, it just it's it's going to constantly come back to this thing of just analyzing your own practice routine and finding out what yeah. works. But obviously, yeah, you take an idea um, from a that, that someone else made. And you go deeper, like what you're saying, and you realize kind of what they were doing, and you make up your own thing that's also doing that. I mean, that's that's like it's kind of like extra credit or something. It's like taking it to the next level. So awesome. there's a lot of ways to to handle that. Awesome. But. So track one yeah. is the seven chord progressions of power. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm now I'm naming. I'm yes. putting a name to your method. Okay, I like that. No, I, 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 I that. The, the, that was that was, that was wrong. That was wrong. Okay. I just I just inserted myself <laughs> into your method. That's not okay. <laughs> I needed something. I needed I needed something like that. I needed to call him something cool like that. So that works for me. Awesome. So track so track one the seven chord progressions, um, applying new concepts and um, all twelve keys when possible, or just some other keys. Um, so what is track two? Track two is I think the most important one, um, mm, okay. and I I call it your tune of destiny, and it's the easiest one to do too. I, I it's it's like if somebody could do well maybe besides keep a practice journal, but just I think I've seen this, I've seen this help more students start playing what they were like music stuff that really sounded like jazz, you know, like, you you know, in front of people, I've seen this happen faster through this technique and everything else. And it's the same concept, but it's like everything you like, pick a tune of destiny, everybody do it right now. I always, I could, I often just assign autumn leaves to kids or, or to students if they don't, you know, if they don't know or they don't care, but if it's a, if it's a tune that you just really enjoy playing, I would say, um, that you won't get tired of because you're going to work on it for at least a year. And every single concept you learn, no matter whether it's from my course or from another spot on learn jazz standards, something you transcribe. If you, if you just, you know, take 10 minutes on your tune of destiny, five minutes on your tune of destiny in a regular, on a regular basis. Um, uh, uh, and, and just everything you learn or is, uh, be, be putting it into this, this one tune, because uh, a tune is like a universe. Mm-hmm. It's so deceptive because you have a piece of paper with a melody and a few chords on it. And you don't know that that is like harder. I mean, that, that not hard, that, that it's, that it's, it just represents just so much information that mm-hmm. could be, you know, brought into that. So, so you, 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 you take 
everything you learn, you put it on this one tune. And then what happens is your mind starts to connect all these concepts to each other because that's that that's the interesting thing about uh, uh, learning jazz is you like you learn this one little thing um, and then you put that in your brain and then you learn another little thing and you put that in your brain and at first it it's like well why you know I get, that's probably one of the biggest questions I get from students well why why are you teaching me this. It's very hard to explain to them why, but at some point they just get it. But so using one tune makes it so that you, you start to make those connections much, much faster. And what I've learned is that once a student can make those connections on one tune, mm -hmm. the work has been done. And then they like, it's much easier for them to, to then start to make those connections almost naturally on all the other tunes they know once they've kind of broken through and maybe they've been practicing um, uh, uh, you know, uh, melodic lines, uh, um, and, uh, and they have their first experience playing over their tune of destiny where the solo they just played connected these concepts together. Somehow that just doing that makes it, 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 that transfers to the other tunes you're, you're learning. So I think that's the most important one tune of destiny. Awesome. So you mentioned, so when people are thinking about picking their tune of destiny, you mentioned that like, obviously it should be one that you actually like because you're going to be mm -hmm. at least stuck with it for a year. Right. Is that you said yeah. that for a year, at least a year. Yes. Um, yeah. is there mm -hmm. other criteria that people should consider that would make a good tune of destiny? Well, um, obviously one that, um, like if you are, um, I mean, I think one that people would want, would, would want, would know how to play also, like if you decide your tune of destiny is going to be, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, some tune that doesn't get called uh, ever, like uh, Fi Fo Fom maybe. Well, I mean, I would call. That yeah, <laughs> actually, I actually I could see that one getting called, but I wouldn't. Yeah. But I don't think I would use that as a tune of destiny. That's right. It's like yeah, like autumn well, leaves. The or harmony the is very. Are, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the harmony. Right. No, that's true. That's true. The harmony is like a little. It's not. That's yeah. I mean, that's Wayne shorter harmony. So. We, yeah, we won't go there now, but because <laughs> I could, but um, but but yeah, like a, a standard that is called on a regular basis because you use it more, and other people will know it more often when you want to play it with people. So is that the main reasons why you chose? Okay, for example, I know in your course you chose Autumn Leaves as like the default yeah. tune of Destiny. Is that basically why? Yeah. Okay. That that's one of the main reasons. Another reason because it's in a major and then a minor key, so we could use a lot of that you know stuff that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, the minor harmony stuff. Yeah, that's um, so true. Like autumn leaves uh, are like packs like a bunch of like the most yes. uh, like the most reoccurring harmonic movements that are happening in most yeah. standards. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's also like a circle of fifths progression. Oh yeah. So it's a good one. Yeah, it's a so that autumn leaves is a good one. Um, I've had students choose, uh, well, yeah, a lot of those like super basic tunes that just, uh, and I bet you somewhere in your universe, you have like a list of jazz standards to start learning or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you don't. No, but, no, absolutely. Yeah, plenty of okay. them. Yeah, plenty of them. Small, okay. small and big. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, okay. I, I have, I think, well, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it or anything. I think there might be something, some, uh, some kind of list you might have for track three, but I, I don't want to speak too soon. Um, oh, is there? Okay. Uh, well, I don't yeah. know. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> See? Well, oh, I do have one. I do have one. I just don't know if I said it on my course. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, well, awesome. Okay, so the tune of destiny, applying everything that you learn to the tune of destiny. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's. I guess just jump right into track three, right? Unless there's anything else to say about the tune of destiny. Yeah, uh, th- uh, there was one other oh, thing. Okay. What was it? It was your your question about. Um, uh, what to keep in mind. Oh, oh, what it did make me think about is, is it's very important, uh, not to change. Like you gotta, you gotta commit to it for at least a year. And once you've committed to that, you've got to keep it for that year. Even if you're sick of it, cause you will get tired of playing everything over the same song. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like very, very powerful. I, I, I heard somebody very recently talk about how the miracles happened in the mundane or something, something like that along 100%. those lines. It's like, you want to see miracles happen. You know, it's this, it's this, it's the repetition. Um, and so uh, stay with the tune. Yeah. Pick one you like. And then once you do it, when you start feeling uh, less enthused about it. You have to stay with it for a year. Just, yeah. just do it. <laughs> well, there's something really powerful. I remember hearing you say when I was going through your course and uh, it's just not a direct quote, but it was something along the lines of, you know, there's really not much of anything that you can't truly accomplish in music or in jazz specifically um, outside of just repetition. Like you you do, you, you play that one idea 100 times, you play that chord progression 1000 times. Like the, the more you do it, there's, you just essentially, you know, there's no such thing as like, I'm just not talented enough or, um, I just, uh, I'm too old or whatever other excuse there could mm-hmm. be. Like it just, when it comes down to it, it, it's, it's repetition. Am I quoting that accurately or that that's really close? Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 uh, I couldn't. I couldn't have said it better myself, actually. But I just wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. So committing to one yeah. year. So writing your practice journal, the date that you started with. <laughs> That's a good idea. And then, yeah. you know, one year later, check in on it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See if you stayed with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So we got our our seven major. So track one, the seven main chord progressions and song forms to apply everything to. Track two, the tra- applying everything new you learned to the tune of destiny. Um. Oh, one more question about the tune of destiny. Is there like a mm-hmm. world where you've had students ever take that tune of destiny t- destiny into other keys, or what do you? What's your kind of? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. On that? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I have. I have. Uh. You know, my, my students, uh, my advanced students and the ones who are kind of, you know, they're, they're working on moving towards, um, you know, a life in music. I, 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 I've always shy away from the word career in jazz. Um, but, uh, but, you know, a kind of a very, yeah, devoted life to playing jazz music. They, um, they never, for like the whole four or five years they're with me, we stay with their one tune and we start doing everything in 12 keys over that <laughs> so but i think i highly i would recommend um uh uh you know not like with the tune of desi i would recommend keeping that in its original key and just letting that get easier and easier for you to play in that original key and just adding more things into that you're doing the 12 key stuff with the other common progressions right. um and uh um and then, you know, you can have your own other 12 key practice. I recommend until you get to the point, like literally when my students start doing stuff in 12 keys is when they've done my curriculum over the tune of destiny in the one key. Gotcha. And then we start doing it in the 12. So I don't, it's not very common, really. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Um, 
track three, the last track. What, track three. What okay. Then? Track three is just, I mean, it's the same idea, um, except that it's 10 tunes that you commit to for, uh, I would again say at least a year. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, the same stuff we just talked about with everything else, everything you learn, you know, you're, you're running through those 10 tunes. So for example, let's, since I used kind of shell voicings as the example, you know, um, you, you've practiced now the shell, like if you run shell voicings through these three tracks, um, what's going to happen is you're going to learn it. Let's say you're just, just say autumn leaves is the tune of destiny. So you've learned it on autumn leaves that happens fastest. So you're going to move on to the next you know, a new voicing, uh, uh, or, uh, faster in, um, on that track. And you'll be further down whatever curriculum you're on or whatever, you know, um, uh, 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 concepts you're learning. Uh, you're going to be further down the, tr- the, the, the road on that one. And then with the, the, um, the progressions, uh, and the 10 tunes, those, those, it's hard, like different students I've found move faster on, on different tracks, but the bottom line is, uh, you'll be kind of at a different point in the curriculum, um, on all three of these tracks, the, the one moving slower than the others, but then the, the tune of destiny always making you feel like you're getting a new concept, um, added so that, um, you know, uh, that was a mistake I used to make is I would take one concept. I would just obsess over this one concept and wouldn't practice anything else until I had that down, which uh, it was helpful in some ways, but it also was very, I don't know. It was very heavy to just, you know, feel like, Oh no, I'm not going to learn that yet. Cause I'm, so it's nice. Like the part of us that has a little bit of attention deficit and wants to move from something. That's right. another reason why the tune of destiny thing works because you can always be learning new concepts, putting those into, and, and, and uh, it, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun, but then, yeah. So then the third track is just picking 10 tunes, um, again, I would say, again, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but I would bet the farm that you have a list of 10 or 20 already. Do you have a, I'm just curious. Do you have a list of 10 tunes oh, yeah, we, already we, that, we, that you, we hundred percent do. I actually, let me pull them up just to like, see, I, I would love to hear your list of 10 too, just to see like what, okay. what you, how close it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, one second, let me get my, let me get my list up. Um, so kind of like the, these are, these are ones, I guess like the context for this list is like, these are ones that are good foundational ones that have a lot of mm-hmm. g- like important harmonic movement. E- there's reasons for mm-hmm. each one. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. the first one is autumn leaves. Uh, okay. the second one is blue bossa. The All third right. one is all of me. The fourth awesome. one is it could happen to you. The fifth okay. one is sweet Georgia Brown. The oh, interesting. Sixth That's one good. Yeah. is so what the, oh, okay. The seventh one is On Green Dolphin Street. Uh, the mm-hmm. eighth one is Have You Met Miss Jones. The mm-hmm. ninth one is All the Things You Are. And the tenth one is, believe it or not, Stella by Starlight. Now, this excludes blueses ah. from here because I kind of, I guess I think of yeah. that as a, a different. Its own universe. It's own, like yeah. the rhythm yeah. changes and the blueses are like their own universe of like, those almost mm-hmm. need like more study than than it yeah. is yeah um well i actually love that list i actually think i'm gonna i'm gonna look that one up because what i like about it um it's literally making me rethink my own list because <laughs> no. um, i do think well what you've done there is they're very different um it's like it's like you just said it like hits certain harmonic devices that are super common 
and that would transfer. So I'm definitely going to, I'm probably going to, I'm literally probably going to alter my list after hearing it well but, for um, example like sweet georgia brown I, like you sounded surprised in that one like that one the thinking behind it is you have these cycling dominant seventh chords yep. which is happening all the time. Like, like sometimes like the two chord like i guess you would call it the um you know you know five of five right you turn the two chord mm-hmm, into five, the, five right into the dominant right so that it's mm-hmm. a, it's like a dominant two a dominant five and a dominant one so that stuff mm-hmm. is is happening all the time so sweet georgia brown uh, for example like that's one reason not to mention the um the uh you know the the, the resolution to the one to, to the tonic to the par- parent but then it also goes into the relative minor right so it still has the, yeah. that relationship that always happens in jazz um anyways yeah. just some some thoughts there um yeah, St- yeah no, I starlight that. is kind of like the most in my opinion like out there one and the reason that yeah. one is 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 almost just because it's just such a commonly called tune even though it's so hard it's almost like mm-hmm. beginners even still need to learn how to play it um i don't know i totally agree and that's dealing with a lot of minor harmony um yeah so but but i'm gonna go yeah see i like i actually love the idea of so what being one of the tunes just because well, the modal, modal thing is then yeah. covered Right. Like, so I love that. I, I mean, your, your list is great. And, um, I would, I would only like, I have rhythm yeah, what's, changes what's yours? in blues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you mine now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because Hey, why not? But this is really more of a, like, I think I just picked the 10 tunes that were being called by students most often in my area. So, okay. uh, but I like, I really, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, I'm, we're all, we're all improving constantly. I, I like that list. Like I'm probably going to, I mess with that myself, but, um, but I, so I actually, uh, softly as a morning sunrise. Um, uh, and that one's good because when you're, if you're just getting started improvising, you can, you can play one scale over the whole thing and kind of get away with it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And autumn leaves, autumn leaves is the same. That's you can cool. cut, you can, you know, oh, go ahead. So I sorry to interrupt. Yeah, we're like literally going to study softly as a morning sunrise in our jazz standards club next month, like because it's oh so important. Anyways, go, go for it. So I start. Okay, perfect. Me. Yeah, that's a great one. And then um, so you have softly as a morning sunrise. You have autumn leaves. Um, uh, let's see, what else do I do? Um, uh, oh, record a May. I do record oh, a yeah, May. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, all the things you are, uh, a body and soul. Oh, it's, I have nine tunes on my list. It's not 10. Um, oh, uh, alone together. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that would kind of be like my Stella kind of thing, like the minor key. Um, and then, um, I'm leaving one off. Is I, I do, uh, uh, rhythm changes and blues, uh, of some kind. And then, Oh, no greater love. I usually do no greater love sooner than later. Right. Uh, and, uh, so that's, that's my, that's the, that's the, it's actually nine. I used to do. I used to have a Black Orpheus in there, and that was my tenth. But uh, I stopped doing it. I don't even know why. Huh? Not sure. Oh, I know why. It's, well, I won't go into it. But yeah, there's a reason. But it, <laughs> gotcha. it's, it'll be boring. Well, now I'm like, I'm so, I'm so like interested. <laughs> but um, no, that, that's that's a phenomenal list. So anybody listening right now, like, I mean, there's a there's a few options right now. Um, yeah. so, so again. Like just to sort of clarify, if someone like maybe maybe they like some of the songs that we just mentioned, but is it are these ten tunes? These are is it is it solely based off of ones that you just like and enjoy, or is there some more method to the madness that they should be thinking about as far as which um, ones to choose? 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, for me, it really was. It was like, what are the tunes that, you know, are the most likely to get called right away in Boise, Idaho right now? I mean, you know, because you you know this, uh, moving from Boise to New York, you probably noticed right away. There's like, like everyone, everyone who moves here from New York wants to play Milestones. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, the cannonball, like, like I, I like would, milestones I was, the move, bebop one or milestones the not, not, not the modal one, the 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 yeah, yeah, like I would never move to New York without learning that song first, like everyone, and it's like every area has tunes that are more often played, and that's really that's the bottom, that's why I picked these to help my students prepare for what's going on here. There are 10 tunes a day, but the rhythm changes in blues, those are the only two that I, I feel are uh, essential to start studying now. Big time. Um, the, the rhythm changes also has that five of five activity going on, like in the middle of it. Um, section, and yeah. then yeah, that one six, six two five progression is there. So, um, and then the blues again, the blues. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing a course on the blues. I I'm, ex- I'm fascinated by the blues because it's so simple and it's, absolutely the hardest thing and there are less rules it is harder to sort of break this down into bite-sized pieces the blues than anything else is like i i i still haven't you know there's a lot of entry points but it just takes time it's like it's like fine wine or something yeah uh, you know it you got you have to marinate in uh the blues for a long time to play the blues well sorry yeah. sorry so my that's dog's why barking I do that anyway. sorry that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> my, uh, like I said, we like to keep it raw here. Um, keep it real. Well, my nine-year-old just walked into the room too. He was actually very quiet, but you know, we had a, we had a potential moment there. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. So, okay. So uh, awesome. Is there anything else to say about the track number three? Um, no, just constantly on my mind is just now personalize this to, you know, everybody's listening, personalize this to your own. Yeah your own thing. Yeah. Cause everyone is different. And, and one final question about it. Maybe I, maybe I just want to clarify this um, for myself even. So are these, are these done in succession, right? Like the, you learn a new concept and first you go with your track one. And then once you're done track one, you go to track two and then you go to track three. That, is that how it works? Uh, let's see. Uh, you, and you, Oh, um, so you learn, uh, Right, what you're so you, saying you complete is complete track one first, and then you go to track mm-hmm. two, and then you go to track three. Or does it matter as long as you're just working on all the three tracks? Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. I think people need to be. I think it's. I mean, it's better just for people's attention span to be practicing all three tracks at the you know at any given time gotcha, to have something gotcha. running through each of those at any given time. It just it gives you a chance to be learning like a wider variety of material. Like for, I, I guess I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're this kind of person. And some people love the, just the one focus. This is the only thing I'm going to focus on, but you know, taking those shell voicings through all the progressions through your tune of destiny and then through all 10 tunes and then a new concept, you know, through all that, that seems very hard to me. That seems yeah. less efficient to me, but uh, right. Um, well, yeah. and the reason, like you know, you know, I, I I appreciate that you mentioned that everybody learns in a different way. Therefore, you have to and has a different capacity, even so, they have to learn a different way. At the same time, um, you know, you came up with this method, and you you've been teaching for how many years, Justin? Thirty years. Let's see. Well, not quite thirty. No, I'm forty. I'm for my. I'm forty four. Almost forty five. So, so, and I let's see. I started teaching. 
uh, around 25. I didn't know Pretty anything close. back then, but that's when I started teaching. But you know, uh, but you also been playing jazz for a long time. So when someone like has mm-hmm. something like this that they've come up with, it mm-hmm. usually there's a reason for it, right? There's like some sort mm-hmm. of thing that that they've learned personally through their profession yes. and through the mm-hmm. fact that they've taught tons of students and understand yeah. how things work mm-hmm. most efficiently. Like for example, everything that you just said in your three tracks is what I would say is a lot of work and spoiler alert to everybody um, that there are no shortcuts in jazz in mm-hmm. the sense that you can, you know, tomorrow start, you know, playing like John Coltrane or whoever you want to sound like it's, it's like yeah. you do have to put in the work here, but in a sense, this is a shortcut because if you're focusing on these things, Justin is showing you the way to shorten your learning mm-hmm. curve and have the most impact with the precious practice time that you may, uh, may or mm-hmm. may not have. So, yeah, um, that's very well said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I've been obsessed. I mean, I love playing and it's, it's super fun. But um, I've always been obsessed with the teaching process. It's been my number one kind of like obsession is how to teach people the most, get the most done in the least amount of time. And uh, so that is 100% what this is for. Yeah. Yeah. And make it as efficient as possible. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Uh, this has been one of those like episodes that I'll probably in the future be constantly be like, Hey, remember episode 281? Like go check that one out because there's so much in here that is huge and enlightening. So thank you for sharing your knowledge, your expertise today. Uh, if I could send the audience, uh, anywhere to check out your music or your stuff, like where, where would I send them? Okay. Well, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just a couple albums out there that I'm on that I'm proud of. And if someone wants to support me, you can just buy one of these. <laughs> That's it. Buy, um, but, uh, buy, uh, buy just right now, commit to buying one of Justin's albums. Okay. Which, which All one? right. Buy, buy a record. Okay. And one of them is my own record. It's called Divine Colors. And uh, I can endorse um, I that one. That. Yeah. That's like a spiritual album. Like, yeah. Go for it. Sorry. I'm, I'm it kind of talking is. over you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk okay. about your own album. But I do. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I am happy with it. Honestly, I, 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 uh, I haven't. Re- I've recorded a lot of stuff, and I've only released that <laughs> and one and one other solo album I, I have out there called Prayer for Peace. But that's uh, that was almost. Uh, that's uh, you could get that too. Um, I don't even know if you can anywhere, but you know, I like that's a solo piano album. But the Divine Colors, I'm still happy with. It. I gotta listen to it now. I'm still happy with it. You know, it's like there's there's it was a long time ago, so like my playing's evolved, but I still you know I, I'm I'm happy with them. So if anyone wants to buy that, you could buy that. And then um, also another album that actually still helps me out is if you uh, uh, even though it's not my record um, is the Kobe Watkins Movement um, album. Um, and I'm, I'm the pianist on that and I'm just, uh, that's another one I'm just, uh, happy with, like, awesome. you know, can still, 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 uh, uh, I love that band and, um, uh, want to support, uh, uh, Kobe and his efforts, uh, to, uh, continue to make more of those. So awesome. Well, we'll leave links to those in the show notes today, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode two, eight, one. So check those out, uh, there again, Justin, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Uh, have My this pleasure. sneaky suspicion that we'll have you on again in the future. Okay. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brent. We'll see you. All right. That was awesome. 
Justin Nielsen, everybody. What a great guest. We want to thank him so much for just laying it all down. And like I always say on this show every single week, you know, knowledge is great. Listening to this podcast is great. But knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all, right? You know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to, you know, give you as many tips and advice as possible and serve you the best I can. But at the end of the day, I can't make you a better jazz musician. You can make yourself a better jazz musician by taking action on the things that you learn in this show. So just always keep that in mind every single week uh, that you do listen to the show. All right, again, uh, check out Justin Nielsen's albums, all the great stuff there. Also, do check out our LJS Inner Circle membership, ljsinnercircle.com is where you can uh, learn more about that. Like I mentioned, uh, if you're a piano player, Justin did just release a course in our membership called Jazz Piano Accelerator. It is awesome, but we have something for every single instrument uh, in there. It is really uh, a unique membership in the sense that we have musicians playing pretty much every instrument in the book. Um, so yeah, do check it out, lgsinnercircle.com. All right, as always, we're going to be coming out with a great new episode next week. Until then, happy practicing and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.